I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Is that a dictaphone down on the table? Uh, <laughs> you ever used a dictaphone? No, I just use... <laughs> My finger. <laughs> hey, <laughs> <there we are>. <laughs> <laughs> Episode 312 of 20 Minute Tim's flagship podcast. We beat Dundee United 9 0. We're playing Rangers and Real Madrid, so that's what we're here to talk about, quite frankly. And I'm joined by Melly. Yes. And Stephen. What's happening? Oh my God, what a weekend Lots. of football. What's happening? Absolutely sensational, Melly. I'm going to just come to you right away. You were at it. You did the At the Match podcast for patreon.com slash 20 Minute Tim's. Check it out. How good was that to witness that? Live and in colour. Oh, it was sensational. You've seen a lot of good performances in away games, but that. Just by looking at it and watching the goals back as well, like Dundee United were pathetic, right? But there right. was no own goals. There nope. was no defensive howler or somebody passed. There was no sending off. They weren't down to 10 men or anything. Celtic just shredded them time after time. And look, I wanted more. I mm. wanted that 10th. Yes. We nearly got it. McGregor, Turnbull. But oh, what a performance from the well, team. And it's it's- since Stephen, since Melly mentioned it, Stephen, I mean, it's the second time we have in our lifetime seen Celtic win 9 0 when we beat Aberdeen 9 0 at Celtic Park, but there was three penalties and an OG nah, in that count. one. Not yeah. as good. This is, the, this is the cream of the crop. Well, this a 9 0 victory is very much an improvement on the Brendan Rodgers days, not just in terms of numbers, because nine is a lot. That's mm. a, high, a very high number for goals. More on that to come. But. I remember being furious with Brendan Rodgers' team because they would surge into 4 0, 5 0 yes. leads and then just chuck it. The just keep the Rangers ball. game where ah, they could okay. have them. Don't get me started on that. But total contrast to this game where you had Greg Taylor literally sprinting to go and take a corner four minutes into injury time in the first half well 4-0 up Yogo already <laughs> had a hat-trick sprinting to take corners to add to that talent it was so good that even Ange after the game was not I wouldn't say embarrassed but there was I think he was trying very hard to have zero gloating because he was just like look I'm very happy about yeah. how we performed on that because I, I mean you said that it's Dundee United I think their biggest or maybe since the SPL for the Premiership era anyway it's their biggest home defeat Celtic's biggest away at Dundee United were really really bad you know what I mean and 
for the last couple of weeks, people on this podcast have been saying, you know, why don't these clubs just come out and play? It's not like they're going to get beat 9-0. <laughs> Stephen. Don't know what you're talking I about. I think that's an exact quote from you <laughs> on this podcast two weeks. Just come out and play. You're Nailed. not going to lose 9-0. Nailed so, it again. That's so, why you come here. That's why you come here for the searing analysis and uh, insights. Yeah, Jack I, Ross has been on the phone to him. Oh, you fucking promised me if I did what you asked, I wouldn't be losing 9-0. Just attack. You won't lose 9-0. To be Absolutely fair, they, they didn't even they didn't do it. either, but did uh, they? No, they were, they were they looked like a team like it was so bad you kind of don't want to go because I've got nothing against Jack Ross really you, you, we, we don't really have anything necessarily against Jack Ross he's not one of these like we said he was beleaguered we said yes. Dundee United were beleaguered what's worse than beleaguered then Steve? Oh, he's toast he's yeah. toast yeah. Uh, toast is the, the stage up from beleaguered yes to be fair maybe he was thinking right if the teams sit and defend like Kilmarnock they get scalped anyway mm. if teams try and attack Celtic they get scalped I'll do neither yeah. and see how I get on. They looked like a team Stephen didn't need Dundee United. Now, we'll talk about them. Nothing to take away because Celtic were fantastic, right? But yeah, Dundee yeah. United looked like a team. They just had no idea what they were doing. Those guys in that pitch seat by the time Starfield scored his goal, which was that number seven? That was nine. Number, was it nine? <laughs> the, the time Starfield scored, lost count. You know, <laughs> The time he scored, they, they're all just pointing and shouting and arguing with each other. And the, the game was lost in the first half. Uh, yeah, it's important to say that before we go any further that the United could have done a lot of things, none of which they did. They, they get caught in a kind of no man's land in between trying to defend, trying to shut down and not really attacking either yeah. and just and just get caught in the, the headlights of the whole thing and make no mistake about it, as much as we could sit here and criticise the United, they were obliterated yeah. that day. They were absolutely hammered. I don't know if there's much they could have done about that, right? We'll get into the, the various details of it, but I'm thinking back, and this is really hard to do for a game like that because there's so many goals. I, I can't, I can barely tell one from the next, yeah. right? I just know who scored them. In my mind, Matt O'Reilly set up all of them, but I know that's <laughs> not, I know that's not what happened, right? I'm just, I, in my mind brain, I keep seeing Matt O'Reilly just playing one first time mm. passes across the box and people were tapping them in, just left and right, just, just constant bombardment. But then the United were hapless in the yeah. game. They set the tone, I mean, quite early on, like Stephen Fletcher is still able to do that Stephen Fletcher thing. He's still a handful, right? He's still a, a presence up front. He, he looked as if he was going to make him make his presence felt, right? As much as that counts for anything. This is a man so confident, so up on his own ability, so much belief that he has grown a top knot out of a hair transplant. <laughs> yes. That's how confident that guy is. That, that must be sewn in. Yeah. That's a, that must be. It looks sprayed on. A top knot made of someone else's hair yeah, that he's yeah. got. Right, that's I mean... He's been around the block a few times and I, I think Starfield had a dodgy first half. He gave the ball away a couple of times. But Stephen Fletcher was making it difficult for him. But that's what he's been doing for 15 years, Stephen Fletcher. But after that, Starfield basically just pocketed him. But in the United, I am confused. I'm slightly surprised by one stat of the game. And it's not them having conceded nine goals. But, you know, yeah, yeah say it again. Nine. And we're even having to do brackets. Like brackets N-I-N-E mm. thing here. They got a booking very early on for a contentious thing. People have been arguing about it all over all weekend, including myself, of course. <laughs> they got a booking for Stephen Fletcher's challenge on Joe Hart early yeah. on, and that was the last booking of the yeah. game. Now, I'm not suggesting that anyone goes out there and just starts fouling people, starts getting sent off. It doesn't mm. need to turn into a battle. But by the look of the United at the end there, when they were conceding pathetic goals, the Starfield goal was tragic, right? Mm. They didn't even try. If you're fighting for pride, if you're working hard for the, your team, your manager, your club, your fans and all that, you might, in the act of fighting yeah. for a bit of pride here, you might concede a few fouls and pick up a couple of yellow cards. Yeah. You know? 
and they didn't. They've conceded. They actually conceded very few fouls in the game as well. Mm. So to my mind, they basically just wanted out of there. Yeah. I, I'm not going to blame them for that because again, I will say it again, they were absolutely completely annihilated in that game. It must have been completely demoralising. You look around to your manager who's not got a clue. You look around to your senior players. No. They, they don't know what to do. It's. I mean, we were laughing when you say they don't have a clue, but. Jack Ross's approach to that game, there wasn't any. I mean, a part of the reason they didn't get so many fills, I think, Stephen, as you're right, they, they were demoralised. But I can't remember them even getting close to Celtic. You know, no. they'd win a header, we'd win the second ball. Bang, bang, bang. Before you know it, it's cut across the box and then they're all arguing with each other. Yeah, we can go on to Celtic in a minute because Celtic were sensational, mm. utterly sensational. This is fun too. No, it's great. <laughs> it's great. And like, Dundee United, like you can go back to the start of the game. That was a good save from Joe Hart when he got injured. It could have been, that was very mm. early on in the game. But as soon as Celtic took the lead, because what was it just before that? It was just after Celtic had scored that there was it. Uh, Middleton had a decent shot that just flashed wide. But it wasn't until around the 40 minute mark where Celtic got the second goal and they had the seven minutes of added time mm -hmm. because of the Joe Hart injury. And know that way that Dundee United went 2 0 down, probably just looked at the clock and said, Right, get to half time. And they stopped playing in the 45 minute mark, forgetting they had seven extra mm. minutes to play here. And Celtic were just, you're just looking at them going, they wanted half time and all they wanted was just to walk off this pitch. Celtic got two more goals, probably could have had another one. And when we were standing at the game, before the game, Dundee United made Celtic switch ends. Yeah. And uh, Callum and Sean like, oh no, can they do that? And they were all worried about it. And at half time, I said, we got to see four goals down here. <laughs> Not thinking we'd get to see five up the other side <laughs> the second half, but Celtic just came into the game. And the only time I seen maybe a bit of something from Dundee United in the second half was when it went 9-0. And then you could see these players don't want this to be 10. They don't want yeah. to be... And that... that is that what it took? Is that what it's, it took? I mean, it's endemic for Dundee United because they get beat, but seven by Alkmaar. Hibs took four off them. St Mirren took three off them. We took nine off them. It's difficult to see how, how Jack Ross can survive this. And Highly rated at one point. It was highly rated, and it reminds me of like, sometimes when you're watching teams get cut apart like that, they still, you can see like when Celtic were losing, Celtic have had a couple of heavy defeats, especially in the Champions League, but you can see there's still a pattern, you can see there's still a plan that they're trying to, they're trying to rely on the plan, but the plan simply didn't work, but you're watching that Dundee United team and there was no plan and, and they couldn't keep up with what Celtic were doing, but I think, I know 9-0 is never an unsurprising result, right? However, the way Celtic have been playing this season and towards the end of last season, that was in the post for somebody. Aye. I feel that a, an absolute spanking like that was on the way for somebody. <laughs> nine, nine but... Well, I said that you don't predict nine, but no. Belton was on the way. Oh, aye. Aye, we're never too far. With this team, and there's been a lot of chat over the weekend about if, is this basically the best footballing side we've ever seen in our lifetimes? Mm. People were obviously... People were I put more, a poll up yeah, ahead of the podcast, sorry, since you referenced it. Um... Like it was Brendan Rogers, Neil Lennon version one, Ange Postacoglu. I think the three options. I could have put anybody's name you wanted on yeah, there because yeah. Ange won it by about ninety eight percent. You know, no question. People are. You voted for Lennon, didn't you? Yes, I did. <laughs> <laughs> the, the obvious comparison is like we've had a load of great teams over the years. People watching this will be more familiar with the likes of Lisbon Lions. I didn't mm. see them obviously it was long before I was born. A few shouts for like Tommy Burns' team. Yeah, well, that's what that I was going to say. That Tommy Burns' team. But what I would say about that is like. They played really good football, yeah, but football can, it has to be more about just flair and nice passing and all that. You have to be able to deliver results and, and crucially defend as mm -hmm. well. And I don't know if that Tommy Burns team was all that great at that. Through 12 games one season. It, exactly, yes. It never had a, a particularly great defence. So when I compare that to this, it's just, it's, 
It's systematic. It's relentless. It's speed, power, passing. I can't. It's drills as well. Do you yeah, know what it is? Yeah. It's drills. It's because we were talking about it. We, we rewatched the game ahead of the podcast, and we're playing passes without even looking because yeah, we yeah, know exactly right. where yeah. a badder's going to be. Because a badder knows his job, and Jota knows his job, and everybody within this system they rely. It's what I'm saying about the Celtic players rely on the system. They know exactly where everyone's going to be. They know where, what Kyogo's doing, and we've, we've got it so well drilled in and. It's obviously all the work that we're doing behind the scenes and on the training pitch that lets us rely on this. The amount of times a badder just ghosts in at that back post and people don't even look half the time. Yeah. They just know he's going to be there. Yeah, the, the Maeda one especially when uh, the ball from Moy and Maeda just... And he sees out the corner of his eye that a badder goes behind him and then just plays the ball across. And that was a great goal. But this is sort of the... We've been told that, oh, see, when you get to Andrew's second season, it's going to be brilliant. Yeah. Like, oh, this is it. And it kind of... It happens a lot throughout, like, my lifetime of Celtic where you kind of get the manager that comes in and then does really well like Brendan Rodgers Martin O'Neill and all that but see that second season when the team are just like winning machines everybody knows what they're doing they've brought in a couple of extra players and you're starting to see this with Celtic now but with this squad as we've spoken about like when you take one out and put we made three changes at the weekend Mm -hmm. and arguably it made the team better from a team that's won the last three games as well so you're looking about and then when you take these guys off maybe did a wee lull for about five minutes then these guys are all desperate to play as well because they've got Rangers coming up they've got Champions League coming up it's just players in every position and I'm all for it because watching that at the weekend was an absolute pleasure I've got to, I've got to say goals. you mentioned them Melly and I mentioned them last week Aaron Moy I said Look, you need to show us something and that was a great ball we played so many forward passes so we know Aaron Moy listens to the podcast <laughs> Probably it spurred them on. Yeah, probably it spurred them on. <laughs> ah, he was great. I think he came on and basically made about 40-odd passes in mm-hmm. the time that he was on the pitch. He, he displays, he exerts quite a lot of control over the game, Aaron Moy is what I would say. He still looks really awkward, and I think that's maybe what plays into the perception of him when he comes on, because his passing's great. But it's, it just it doesn't really look like a natural footballer. What no. he looks like is a guy. I felt like him. Yeah, uh, well, well, yeah, I would go even further than that. It's, he's only 31, but I think approaching 32. But the way he plays is like he's like one of those older guys who've put on a bit of weight that you play against mm. at fives do you think he used to be a bit of a player but right. the touch is still there the vision's still there the passing's are there I'm obviously making a jokey exaggerated mm. example but that's the way he moves it's almost but, like he's not running it's like it's it's that old cliche that the first 10 yards are up here as I well, point to my temple it's, it is I think, I think Ange might have spotted something like that because when Aaron Moy joined you know we got him scouted and Aaron Moy's obviously played for a couple of clubs and all that but as far as I can remember, he's never really played a deep line playmaker role. And that's kind of what he plays for us, doesn't he? He sits at the base and pings the balls and takes the balls and all that sort of thing. So he's no playing up on the left or the right. He's two-footed. And I think maybe Andrew's meant, you know, coming to the words at the end of these games, I could really use somebody who can control the game from a from a deeper position. Let's yeah, yeah. Callum McGregor get further forward. Yeah, and just from that that cameo, it was more like a cameo actually, mm. because he got quite a long time. Look, at, at half-time, I was like, look, get Kyogo and O'Reilly off. Mm. The game's done and just wrap them in cotton wool for next week. But when Moy came on, Cal McGregor moved forward and some of Cal McGregor's br- he's brilliant wherever he plays. But with Moy in there as well, I was like, oh, in the Champions League, if we are playing against big teams, what we need to do is keep a hold of the ball and have players that can do that. And for how good Hatati is, I'm not sure if that's going to be what he, mm. he can do in there. He will be able to ping certain passes or do things brilliantly. But if we need control in there to keep a ball, 
take the pressure off us. Molly McGregor and O'Reilly for Champions League games might be something that Ange is looking at, but for these league games, like Hattati, O'Reilly, McGregor, like Hattati and O'Reilly were utterly sensational. O'Reilly, I was like, get him off in case any English yeah, team is watching there's this there's right too now. Many, there's too many rumours, Stephen, about Leicester, Man U, all these oh, other, yeah. uh, Nottingham Forest, I think, was another one. Too many of these teams are having a look at O'Reilly. Uh, just get to the end of this window. Yeah. A couple of days left. Uh, so, yeah, just basically turn the... Unplug the phones, unplug the fax <laughs> machines and all that. And see, a, fi- a final thing on Moy before we move away from him. It just it just looks a, a little bit cumbersome, just physically. I don't mean on the ball, he looks like silky on the ball, but he just looks like physically quite awkward. Mm. But I think that might just be in contrast to what's going on with him because you've got Jota and Abada and Maeda and Kyogo yeah. and Hadati and O'Reilly, just, just constant movement. The two fullbacks just constantly just whir- whirling around about him. He just looks like their dad that's come yeah. on to basically just throw things up, just make sure everybody's all right and... See you at the last half hour of the game, but I thought I thought it was really good. What did you think of O'Reilly? Ah, uh, excellent. As I've already said, like when I think when I, that game flashes back before my eyes, before we sat down, turned the mics on, I thought piece together what happened. <laughs> it's very very difficult with the amount of goals and the amount of chances that were created, but. To my mind, he basically created every single chance in the game. I know he didn't, but every time I picture a goal, it's O'Reilly just picking up a really good position, being picked out by someone else and just playing a first-time ball right across the box. And see, again, more broadly than O'Reilly, see to have won 9-0 and obviously a few different scorers, two hat-tricks in there as well. I actually forgot that Jota had scored as well until we (laughs) watched the highlights back as well. Forgot all about him having scored. But see the nature of the goals. See if you're scoring multiple goals against the same opposition from three yards out. Yeah. First time finishes from first time passes from balls through the middle or over the top from Moy or that cracking pass from about you, All the cutbacks, yeah. all even. the cut, cutbacks and tap-ins. You know, you know, I absolutely love them. But see <laughs> if you score that number of just easy tap-ins in a game. Those aren't coincidence. No, they're not coincidence. It goes that's, back to what I was saying. That's drills. That's been worked on time and again. And the reason everyone is playing such. First time passes that look like they might just be being played into an area. The one Maida hit, he looked as if he was just playing into an area. So did O'Reilly when he just played it yeah. behind his own shoulder, basically, right? None of it's coincidence because they all know that so, they, they all know Kyogo's going to be in there. We've talked endlessly about Abada's ability to just, that kind of Raheem Sterling role where he just drifts in at the back post, nobody picks him up and he just, all of a sudden he's right in the middle of the goal just to tap home. None of this is just luck or coincidence. Yeah. This has been worked upon. Obviously, you can't legislate for when Kyogo just picks the ball up and rattles into the top corner from 25 yards. That's a top-class goal. But almost every other thing, every other goal that happened in that game was something you could see being worked on time and time again mm-hmm. on the training ground. Yeah, the Kyogo one's the, it's obviously outstanding, but it stands out because it was the one piece of sheer brilliance yeah. from somebody. The rest is all teamwork. And after the game, I was thinking back, I thought Hatati was sensational. But with Abada and Kyogo getting hat-tricks and Abada setting up one as well. You're like, oh, it's a shootout between them and Man of Match. But I just felt a bit sorry for Matt O'Reilly. But any other game mm. this season or ever, he would have been raved about. But yeah. because there's so many goals and that there's so much going on in the game, like the guy was utterly sensational. If he didn't make the goal, he had to pass before it, or he won the ball back, or he was dragging somebody away. I think there was only one goal he wasn't involved in when he was on the pitch. The guy was utterly sensational. And just looking at him like... Right, okay. And with this team as well and what I was talking about with the second season, sometimes a lot of the time that's as good as it gets because right now with the football we are playing, we're getting into the Champions League. Kind of thing, where does this team go? Because once it gets to January and the end of the season, 
teams are going to be in for these guys. So yeah, just yeah. sit there mm. and enjoy every second of them because Matt O'Reilly is well on course to smash Kieran Tierney's record for the transfer. Yeah, th- I'm glad you said that about winning the ball back as well because there mm. were at least two occasions I can think of where that was absolutely crucial. Now, I will say that he gave the ball away on both occasions, but it is, a, it is another your trait of this team to work really, really hard to get the ball back almost immediately. And on each occasion that I can remember, there will be more, but again, it's very, very difficult to remember (laughs) everything that happened in this game and in which order. Uh, I remember everything that happened. I just can't remember what led to what and all that. Try doing a match after (laughs) that. Matt O'Reilly, there was an occasion in the first half where he gave the ball away near his own box. So it it, it, I think it was just a poor Mm. touch and he gave it away. But he immediately leapt on it, slid in, perfect tackle, played it back to Joe Hart. For the, was it the Kyogo goal? The brilliant one from the 20 yards. He took a dodgy touch again and then fought back, won the ball back, played it Mm. in and all of a sudden it's a goal. So it's not just all fancy flicks and fancy touches and passes and all that. This team works extremely hard as well. And I I remember thinking, just last week I remember talking about I don't know if you can take Maida out of that team because he offers all these things, but it's not just a Maida thing. It's a it's an Angus Celtic thing. Yeah. They're all doing it, and it's and it's when it all clicks. Like yeah. I remember last week in the podcast, I was saying, look, sometimes I think we might be better off sometimes having Yakimakis on because when it's no clicking in that final third, and we're no finding Kuyogo, we're no finding space. Yakimakis gives us another option. We can be a bit more careless, is what I was saying yeah. in our play. But we saw against London when it clicks, and you can get the ball to the guy, and he can find space. He's He's wet. Are we beating about the bush here? Is it just the best since Larson? Are we beating about the bush? Luck, mate. Ah, well, yeah, I. <laughs> what searing analysis there from uh, Ghostface Miller, as we've christened him on this podcast on Sports Sound. What a, what a dreary, dreary pod, uh, podcast. What a dreary, dreary programme. A guy that played as a striker yeah. for his and whole he's life. Talking about luck, about yeah. getting into space and scoring all the time is luck. And it's not even, it's, I don't, it's, Forget what you did. You're there as a professional footballer uh, getting paid a lot of money on the BBC, the, the, the country's primary sports programme to offer analysis on what your fellow professionals are doing. And the best they can do is go, maybe might be luck. I don't know. <laughs> like, come on, Ken, come on. And then yeah. Jackie McNamara's sitting there looking fucking exhausted <laughs> going, oh. See if you were a, a former international footballer, an international striker, who... You know, made a career out of being fast and hardworking and all that. See if your immediate thought when watching a fellow striker, fellow international striker, taking up good positions time and time and time again, <laughs> over and over and over for his 26th Celtic goal mm. in about 34 games or something like that so far. Right, see, if, if your instinct is to think, pretty lucky there, you're kind of telling on yourself a wee bit uh, there, isn't it? Is, is that what you did, Kenny? Yeah. Is, is, <laughs> yeah. is that what you're thinking there? Yeah. It's a, I mean, that, that analysis, we, we, uh, it seems like every week we talk about the, the Scottish football, the sort of sports analysis that we get here. But to do some of our own analysis, you're looking and you're going, right, we've had Dembele, we've had Edward, we've had Hooper. And there's a lot of players that you would think right, are, are right up there since, since Henrik Larson's came to the club. But in terms of sheer tackles, sheer tackles, Dembele was good. Yep. Edward was good. But none of them were like mercurial. They were not. None of them were as maverick. I mean, he's he's like oh, he's like dripping with menace. Kyogo <laughs> yeah, yeah. at every opportunity, and the type of goals he scores, the positions he takes up, playing off the last defender, or when it drops from the end of the edge of the pitch, you can just ping it in. We saw that goal in the League Cup last year. I mean, yeah. the guy can do it all. He's unbelievable. Oh, he's absolutely sensational. I'm not a guy that's a pleasure to watch. Just mm. a pleasure to watch, and it's not just. He's not that type of guy that picks the ball up, dribbles past players, but 
just such a different striker than we've ever had because Dembele, he could, he could score every type of mm. goal. Edward had that dribble and just that sensational bits of play. But this guy, just watching him, he's just always looking for space. Looking yeah. for space. And if Kenny Miller calls it luck, then that is incredible. <laughs> Imagine MD saying that, never mind a guy that used to play the position. But the guy is an utter sensation. I just love watching him play because... He never shuts off for a second. He's always looking, thinking, if this drops, if this drops, what's going to happen? Because like players can see things happening, but he's got the matrix. He sees it before it happens. Mm. Every time a ball goes over, he makes a running case. He's always gambling and it pays off for him so much. And was it one of you two that said he's just going to bang into life? in a game or two I wish it was me must have been me must have been me <laughs> Look, and, uh, absolutely pathetic luck, luckily this man here Jamie is not the Celtic manager because he'd have dropped him for Giacomacchus yeah, yeah. at the weekend no no uh, well Giacomacchus is ill so <laughs> and see if Giacomacchus played probably would have scored four so uh, do you think he'll score three against Rangers oh, well, that's... see if he does I'll, I'll bleach my hair <laughs> Uh, me if, too <laughs> if, if Kyogo scores a hat-trick against Rangers I'll be sitting here with that Kyogo haircut <laughs> that's my promise to I can't, you I can't, for obvious reasons I can't do that I can only basically the beard. Yeah, bleach the beard do, I can only do I can, have, I can hope Maida scores a hat-trick and maybe just grow a little moustache yeah. <laughs> just shave the rest off and just do that but the Kyogo uh, people will obviously recoil people will reel bulk at us comparing him to Larson but the key not well anymore well, well the thing is it, you can say the best since without necessarily including the ability mm. of the, the guy that came first at Larson. It was a very Larson-esque goal that second when he scored. Yeah, and what I would say about Kyogo is that I can't really remember anyone, if we sort of broadly accept that the only competition here is Edward and Dembele. Yes, we've had good strikers mm. in there. We've had Griffiths as well, who deserves a mention. Griffiths, <clears throat> Hooper, Anthony Stokes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, we've had really good strikers, but I think I think most people would agree Edward and Dembele are the level above that. Mm. If I think if he's against those two, I can't really remember anyone since Larson who constantly makes me question my expectations mm. of a guy because he is constantly surpassing them. Yeah. At all times, I'm like, yeah, but we've probably seen the best of him and he goes out and completely surpasses that. He was better on the weekend there against the United than I've previously seen him and he's been brilliant before he's been absolutely great he scored goals in Europe he, the, the Rangers thing that's missing so far but that, yep. I'm, Real Madrid will be shitting themselves <laughs> yeah, I'm absolutely certain that will come so that you know he, he still he needs to do that in order to be in the same bracket as these guys but he's going some way to, mm. to being the the Easily the best since last night. If he can do that, if he can tick off the, the Rangers things and European things, then he, uh, without question he is, because he just seems to be getting better and better. And that is unusual in itself because he is much, much older than Dembele and Edwards yep. were yeah. when, he, when they were here. So they were young, up-and-coming players who looked brilliant right away. But Kyogo is 27 years old. He is already the full package. He is already... Astounding that we got him at that age. Yeah, I know. Astounding we got him. No yeah, for such little money as well. Whatever it was, it was an absolute steal. Four million or something mm. like that, I think I've, I've seen reported. And a, a complete and utter steal. Even more so than Jota, which is remarkable as well. But for Jota... Eh, Jota, sorry. Kyogo to be 27 and still getting better and better and better with every single game. His movement gets better. His finishing gets better. His link-up play gets better. The, his understanding of the offside traps that everyone tries to set for him yeah. is 
basically just preternatural at this point. You just get mm. just beyond what, what, everything. What was that? Did you <laughs> preternatural? Unbelievable! <laughs> <laughs> it's got a word of the day calendar. Put <laughs> toilet paper. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I read a book a week. So <laughs> there you go. Twenty-one <laughs> goals have scored Melly in the league already. That's ridiculous. Considered uh, one goal difference of twenty after what, five games. <laughs> <laughs> well, we are looking ridiculous, and we kind of needed this because it's coming up to. The big boy time now, yeah. isn't it? We've got the big games coming up. We've had Ross County. <laughs> we've had a game a week, and now this is where it starts to get going. And yeah. look, you can see why Ange made a couple of changes during the uh, during that game. There are three changes in the start lineup. Brings on the five subs, and you're starting to see right. This is starting to build up now. Maybe Starfield coming back in because maybe he's man mm-hmm. for the games coming up. But again, look. Hattie comes in, sensational. Yep. Abada comes in, bags a hat-trick. Mm. Starfelt comes in, he scores as well because Yenge's got two already, so Starfelt's got two already. We're getting goals from all over and that, that was what's most pleasing about that result is there was no defensive howlers, there was no gifts, the keeper didn't fling any in. Juranovic one maybe could have done a bit better. But at that point they chucked it. Yeah. No, no, I'm talking about the Starfield one rather. Yeah. yeah. But at that point they chucked it. But it's another goal from a set piece as well, so Celtic are just adding all these things to their arsenal and again... One flash shot across the box. They didn't look looking. Remember, we, there was a period of time where we went, when was the last time we scored for a corner? When was the last time we scored for a set piece? We were the dis- last time we didn't score for I a know, set we're piece. We're discussing that in this podcast. Well, statistically, Starfelt is one of the deadliest players in the league now, with his two goals in not even two games, oh, not even two ninety minutes yet. One in one ninety minutes and a half he's only, an hour. Or something. He's had about three chances and he scored. <laughs> he scored, he's, he's scored two of them. We said on the the live match build up, which is something that we do for Patreon, patreoncom slash twenty minute Tim's. Um, where we said this was like the Dundee United game was like the game before the games mm, that's yeah. how I thought it was and I did think we would batter Dundee United I thought we would take a lot of them I put out a tweet saying before the game something along the lines of I tweeted uh, let us pray because Dundee United don't know what's about to happen to them or something there was a few people going oh, don't, 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 don't preempt it don't preempt it shite, <laughs> shite <bags. laughs> right? but I, I, obviously I didn't expect it would go that way but I just thought get this game out of the way because Ross County can be a tricky one. Rangers is obviously going to be tricky and then Real Madrid's obviously going to be extraordinarily difficult. Mm. Probably the most difficult game we're going to play this season up until we play them again in the Bernabeu. So next up is Ross County and you're just kind of like, that's another one you want to navigate. We know I've got full confidence. You just want to navigate it. No injuries, keep things ticking over. Change the whole team. Change the whole team. Make sure the referee does their job (laughs) uh, because that was one of the biggest refereeing howlers I'd ever seen against Rangers. Um, No sending that boy Sands off. Don't need to spend too much time talking about it. I think everyone's seen it by now. Yeah. Don Robertson absolutely caked the bed to, <laughs> to quote Martin Melly about sending a about sending a Rangers player off. But we just have to navigate this game, don't we, Melly? But crucially, it's another competition that we want to win. Of course. And look, last season Ange came in and it was it was quite early on that you couldn't really afford to make changes in these games. But from my point of view, I would make nine, ten changes for this game. I think the Rangers game and Real Madrid game. MD playing on Wednesday night that you want to play in those two games when they play three games in six days and look we've got the squad to do it now yeah. every player if Seagrees could come in for heart since his head's hanging off and <laughs> we had Cal McGregor with the, the mask Hatati with the gum shield yep. Joe Hart with the staples what's next man our keeper's heads are falling <laughs> off <laughs> <laughs> but when you look at elsewhere Ralston hard done by for mm. not playing Welsh and Jens have both played well this season mm. already Bernabe came on and made his debut there are lots of Fungo players Abada Maeda there's so much Hack Sabanovich is mm. still to come into that and Giacomacus will be back so even if we change 9-10 players quality and drop off isn't that much and these guys all need games and need to be ready for these so mm. I, I, Ross County is a difficult one but if you're Tell me, just change the whole team, 
we should be able to take care of it and then bring on the big boys. Haksabanovic. Yes. Yes, yes. Okay. Brilliant, absolutely brilliant. Poor Paddy Bonner, by the way. Poor, oh, poor Paddy Bonner. Well, hold on, he made a Horlicks of Kyogo. Yeah, he said at, Kyoga. <laughs> Kyoga at the weekend. Come on, that's one of the easy ones, Paddy. Come on. Super easy. Um, we've, got a, we've brought him in. Um, he recently did a fan media press conference, which is on our YouTube for anyone to watch, anyone that wants to watch it. Um, but he's also, we've got a scouting podcast coming out, so we'll get an idea from a scout's perspective what to expect from him. But do you think we'll probably see him against Ross County? Do you think that's a good opportunity to make his debut? Yeah, why not? Uh, I would say always call for new players to come in and play straight away because that's mm. what we all like as yeah. football fans isn't it we all like to see the new guys come in and hit the ground running I, I, I do I kind of pretty much agree with Melly I, I would make a load of changes for this game I think there's, the squad's there it's not like in years gone by where you think aye but if you take three players out of that we'll absolutely crumble and we're looking at guys like I don't know what, it don't, don't game to, names but it yeah. kind of goes back to what we were saying last week doesn't it we're saying that all, all through recent managers there's always been like that drop off, hasn't there? Like, oh god, if we drop such and such out, we're going to have to play Johnny yeah. Hayes at left back. Well, you know, our podcast favourite Johnny Hayes is weekly right. mentioned on the podcast. We don't, we kind of don't have that no. here. Definitely not. And the I only think one, sorry to interrupt, but the only one where there's maybe a question mark is maybe left back because we don't really know what Bernabai has to offer yet. Yeah, well, that is that his um, official that his debut, debut yeah. Yeah, when he came off the bench there. He I, didn't play left back, did he? So no, left wing. Yeah, it was pretty advanced. Yeah, so. Th- when you see these guys, that's why they've been brought to the club. I, I wouldn't be against a start for Moy as well if he's if oh, he's yeah. up to it, if he's up for it. <laughs> if he fancied it, I don't I don't know why I put it like that. It wouldn't be his decision, but uh, I wouldn't be against a, a start from Moy. I'd like to see what he's got from the, the start to you know because that's all very well these cameos he can come in and impress and all that. But we, we need to see what he's got from the start of a game. Got loads of players who were you know choking for game time, and it, it, it's weird because we sat here last week and the three guys we all identified as being possibly feeling aggrieved at not getting so much game time and we'll be you know pulling at the lead to mm. try and get into this team all three of them came in and all three of them are outstanding as yep. well so it was Starfelt, Hatate and Abada all three of them were tremendous so if we can get that again please if we can get another yeah. eight of those who can come in and, and mix this team up a wee bit and be outstanding again then it can only be a good thing Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. 
Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. If you haven't heard already, it is smooth sack summer. When you're playing in the summer sun, make sure you're scaped from pubes to bum. This is this is the oh. ad copy we are given. That's right. This is the summer to keep your balls cool while still looking hot with Manscaped. The leader in below the belt grooming is making sure we have a ball this summer by giving our pants partners everything they need to stay fresh. Dive head first into smooth sack summer by going to manscaped.com for 20% off and free shipping with our code TIMS. The Manscaped Performance Package 4.0 has everything you need to prepare that summer bod. Inside this package, you'll find the Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, the Weed Whacker Ear and Nose Hair Trimmer, Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant, Crop Reviver Toner, Performance Boxer Briefs, and a travel bag to keep all your goodies in. Stephen, it's 2022. You cannot at any time be hitting the beach like a caveman. Unacceptable. So come get a ball sack trimmer from your podcast mates. A ball sack trimmer for your scrotum shaved and shorn. <laughs> That's manscaped.com forward slash Tim's for 20% off. And thank you to Manscaped for sponsoring this podcast. Now, without being disrespectful to Ross County, that's the shit out of the way. <laughs> Trying to find the words to describe Ross County without being disrespectful. Yes, okay. yes. But now, Rangers... With all due respect. With Rangers, yeah, with all due respect, that's the shit out of the way. <laughs> uh, and we can get on to the big boy stuff, you know. Uh, Rangers are coming to town. Yeah. Time to put them to the sword. Time to battle them. We want to go five points clear. It's going to be a very tricky game. I think it's it's beyond time that we stop underestimating Rangers. Former Europa League uh, finalists. Uh <laughs> beat PSV, they're in the Champions League, they've spent a lot of money, they, they've they got in a lot of money, they've got Champions League money, they've got Europa League money, they've got TV money, they've got season ticket money, they've got, they've got MyJers money, they've got Bassey money, they've got the extortionate amount that they're charging their fans. <laughs> these, I see that, their, their Champions League pack was 180 quid. 60, 60 quid a whip. Admin 2 is on the way, but... Admin 2 is apparently on the way. However, Stephen, there are no excuses now. Well, We've said this before. Yeah, well, this is why that's worth talking about. We're not sitting here bumming up Rangers and how much money they've got for, for no reason here. Yeah. It's because that the finally, after 10 years of laughing at it, and it was fun. It like, was, let's yeah. it, it was a, what a ride it was. We can stop talking about them in those terms because that's all gone now. They are... Yeah, the, the, all the things you've just mentioned, they are behind us in the table but there's not much between the teams mm -hmm. just now. Celtic need to go out and prove that they are the better team. Now, obviously, good reason to go in there confident if it's one 9-0. Yes. It's very difficult to come off a 9-0 victory and not think, well, we're in a good spot here. <laughs> <laughs> but, we're decent. Yeah, it remains to be seen what happens in the cup game, of course, but we're going in in a good position. But I'm not taking it for granted. I'm not going in thinking, no. oh, just skin, hapless Sevco pattern and all that, right? I'm going to, I'm going to grudgingly treat them with... Uh, not respect, but you know, I mean, I I, I see them as yeah. a, as a as a challenge here. They 
have recruited well by the looks of it. From mm-hmm. what I've seen of them, they, they seem to have recruited well in attacking areas. Yeah. I don't know if they've really necessarily replaced Bassey yet. No. I don't, because they've got some defenders in there who are all injured. They brought they in Davies. Oh, they kind of went back to Barisic, haven't they, left back? Yeah, yeah I think so. The, the centre-halves are, are kind of as it was, really. Mm, because Sands, he's crap. Sands, I've, yeah, I've not really seen much of him, but I've not really seen any of the new guys. I've got Suter and Davies who have both come mm. in and barely featured. Other than that, they, they look... Or eight in attacking mm. areas because you look at guys like Cholak who is scoring goals. I don't, yep. I don't know what I don't know if he's up to much right. Again, no face the big boys yet, yep. but he is scoring goals. Tom Lawrence looks to have hit the ground running with yep. him. And in fairness, see when they signed him, I thought, right, see if you go and get yourself a guy who's played at a good level in the championship for eight nine years, had a pretty consistent career. Low risk, to, uh, it's very very low risk. Celtic have had loads of success buying from that kind of level mm. before, and basically just been a fairly seamless transition from the Championship to Scotland. That That's kind of how it works. Hillman, they seem to be raving about. Uh, I haven't seen much of him either, but he seems to be a player of pedigree. So I'm not treating this as a, a walkover. We need to go out there and do the job. We need to go out there and play exactly how we played against yeah. the United. I will, ex- I will accept nothing less. I don't think going... you would ever get anything less. No, I, 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 I don't yeah, think we're going to come to that, that play style in a minute when we talk about our our other opponents after Rangers Melly but I said it a couple of weeks ago in this podcast the excuses are out the window this is box office now this is two of the strongest teams possibly that Scottish football had for a very very long time you can debate it you can tell me Rangers are crap in the comments you can tell me what you think in the comments you can when tweet was the it. last time both were in the Champions League Aye, but they're both the Champions League they made the Europa League yes they're incredibly lucky blah 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 but we just need to get all the excuses out the way this is Mike Tyson versus Lennox Lewis this is heavyweight boxing at its finest this is the best Melly. Oh, I, I agree with you. And look, Rangers getting into the Champions League at the time that because I was really wanted us to get in there. I get, mean, to be honest, the last three European games, the opponents flung a goal in, the, <laughs> flung basically flung a goal in for them. Yeah, and it, it's annoying because we never seem to get that luck. Like mm. the goal in the Europa final and Cholak's goal there mm. uh, against PSV, we, uh, we've never scored a goal. Like that. Yeah. But at the same time, you can go right. Okay, so at what point does it stop being luck that this team keep putting teams out yeah. and? To be honest, I came round to thinking, look, this is what we need. And I mean, we as in probably Celtic fans and Celtic as a team and a board, because we can no longer go on about admin too, because it's utter nonsense. It yeah. has been, not that we ever did. And you can't go on about how they're not a good team. Yes, they do get luck, but they're putting out very, very good teams. And to be honest, I wouldn't have been confident us going away to PSV needing a result and they managed to get it. But also, it just puts to bed this sort of notion that they're crap yeah. because they're obviously not and then but we're not scared of them there's no fear from oh, no. our part no, because no. we saw what happens to them when they when they come to Celtic Park last season battered 3-0 send yeah. them up the road we, we show them what happens sometimes yeah and Celtic can go out and beat them but it doesn't mean they're not a good team but the thing is Celtic need this because Celtic as a club need to be held accountable here if Rangers are crap Celtic will stay that one level mm-hmm. ahead if Rangers are doing well Celtic have to go and do what they're doing and it's right a sorry now. state of affairs because it shouldn't be that it way it shouldn't but for us as fans, we wouldn't have it this way, but Celtic, as we've seen over the last 10 years, it was always be one step ahead mm. and it caught up on us finally. But now Celtic seem to be doing things right. We're getting players in, we're doing all the right things because we were told, oh, it's so hard to compete in Europe at this stage, it's so hard to get players in. Well, that's all been blown out of the water by Rangers over the last few years and Celtic have went out this season, brought the players in and 
pretty much have two players for every position now and that's the way it should be at Celtic there's no excuse for it so now we're held accountable for what they're doing and we look the best we've ever looked Stephen, is that, uh, Stephen has a tricky look in his face Millie. I, <laughs> I think he's lining up a gag Stephen <laughs> no. go well, well I was just going to congratulate you for keeping that together there because I thought the thin mask of professional <clears throat> analysts uh, that I had spent a little bit of time well passioning mm. for us was about to slip when we were like ah oh, you know we need to stop doing this but see those jammy hun <laughs> bastards with their jammy goals in Europe when we score when we score a lucky goal it's hey you make your own luck but when they score a lucky goal with the jammy bastards Melly was on the verge of becoming that guy off of the is it chewing the fat you know the pure man's raging Celtic oh, and his radio blows up only an excuse I think we got away with it he managed to keep the lid on there before he became that with the comments coming in because he said the H word I know, it? I know. Uh, well it was look he said it in comedy it was, a, it was yeah. a bit and it was a skit and uh, it was a tribute to you anyway so uh, Stephen how important is this game though because you know you won this you're five points clear now Rangers were some points clear at us at one period at the beginning of the season it didn't count for much no but you know this, a lead is always good and we've already got that wee two point cushion extending it to five yeah. I like it Need to win the home ones is yep. how I would look at this. Definitely need to yep, win, yep, yep. win all of them, basically. But yeah, we have said many times in the, the lead up to this season and now that it has started, we have reiterated it several mm -hmm. times now that the league could well. And you know, I kind of held back from saying it is going to be because Ange has kind of pulled back from saying that as well. He's, it, it's not going to be decided by these games. Yeah. I think he said that at the weekend. But it's hard to really fully back that point of view to be honest but when you look at how poor the rest of yeah. the league has been look at the United just absolutely dismal so the, the whole season flashes. Yeah, yeah. I know and recruited as well they actually <laughs> spent a bit of money on that team and have a formerly up and coming manager so, mm. so yeah it's the whole season's not going to be like that we're not going to be beating teams 9-0 I, I know I said that about two weeks ago and we went out and won 9-0 but the, the rest of the league doesn't look great so I have to carry that point of view into the game between the two and think right they, they're of utmost importance mm. I think um, it's, it's not going to hinge the league isn't going to be won or, won or lost couldn't say that there won or lost this you know, coming Saturday but it is a big marker to, to put down potentially for any either of the teams we talk a lot about psychological advantages and stuff like that so I think to go and off the back of a 9-0 victory we've got Real Madrid coming up yeah to go out there and beat Rangers is a big old statement to make and I think it'll be, it's, it's very important to set that standard it's, this early in the season It's a very very unusual Rangers game because usually when you're playing Rangers that's right, you focus on Rangers and then you've got that big tie coming up and it's everything you think about and then you've got maybe Hibs or a league game or a league cup game or something after it but right off the back of this Rangers game I mean it, it, it's, you've got Real Madrid coming to town it's an incredible pair of fixtures that Celtic have got so you wonder how, how, as a manager, you approach this because you're saying rest players for the rest players for the the Ross County game, yep. right? So you need to do that. So you go into Rangers with your strongest team. Yeah, everyone g'd up. You're spending the whole week focused on this Rangers tie. That's what you need to do. And then you've got right, okay, regroup boys because we're going again. We've got Real Madrid and we're going to go again because we never stop, etc. Um, but it's just a difficult, difficult time. Oh, sorry, it's a difficult pair of fixtures for a manager to navigate it's going to take an enormous amount of effort it's going to take an enormous amount of focus I yeah. mean how as a player do you keep focused on the Rangers game knowing that Real Madrid's coming up uh, I don't think it really matters uh, where Real Madrid is because no matter what happens as soon as that Rangers game mm. finishes you turn your attention to that because if look, uh, this is the whole culture Andrew's been building up for the past year isn't it this is where we want to be we want to be going up against 
Rangers, then Real Madrid. How many times have we seen Champions League draws and wanted Real Madrid? Yeah. Now we get it. Andrew's building this culture. It's next match, we'll take care of that. Mm. Then we'll go on to that. And if you play 90 minutes against Rangers and then the manager goes, I need you to play on Tuesday, you're going to go... Yeah, for I've got a wee bit of niggle here. Do you think it's no. do you think it's the opposite? Do you think uh, against Rangers people will be extra hyped because they want in that Real Madrid? Team? Yeah, I think every game now people are going to be looking at these games, going, "I came to Celtic to win trophies and play in the Champions League, and if I take it, my foot off the gas for a second, mm. there's a guy right there ready to take my place. I mean, Maeda can go that. Ah, I get dropped there, and then the guy comes in and scores a hat trick. It's like. <laughs> I think it's Turnbull as well Turnbull mm. had two or three disappointing performances in a row and now he, he lost his place and had to come in and look brilliant you can't afford to take the foot off the gas for a single second in this squad that's the nature of having a good squad as well there's no no notion of yeah you get 10 or 12 games and see how you're getting on like you've got two games and if mm. you're not impressing someone will absolutely happily take your place so I'm pretty confident going into the Rangers game yeah. I'm, I'm confident going into that Rangers game I think we've got enough about us I think we just need to be careful especially as fans and all that we need to be careful this is a, this is a tricky tie to negotiate the Real Madrid game I've got to say I'm slightly less confident uh, <laughs> going the, just just slightly Melly's right when the draw came out I just felt in my water because if, if, everything seems to be going right for Celtic at the moment the right manager the right captain the right strips the strips are even cracking this year and I thought if any year that we're going to get Real Madrid it's going to be this year and then they come out along with RB Leipzig, along with Shakhtar Donetsk. Stephen, how do you feel about the draw? Uh, it is tricky. Of course it is. Mm. All the groups are always going to be tricky. Um, Celtic are coming in as a a team that have been away from the Champions League for too long, baby. Yep. And they come in as a top four team and everyone should be, you know, on paper, better than Celtic. Yep. So they're all going to be tricky, right? I have a look at it and I ha- I'm trying not to get carried away but I think it is doable I do. Yeah. That. I, I don't want to look stupid here right? well, how, do you, how do you think it's doable? Where, where do you think the points are going to be picked up? I don't think Leipzig are as good as they once were No, no Rangers that, team the Rangers put out yeah, last year I, yeah, Of course they did yeah. and I don't think they've started the season particularly well I think they won at the weekend there mm. but they are we'll five points out of four games Yeah I think they're ninth in the, the Bundesliga just now things might completely change by the time we play them but I'm only looking at it from when the draw was made mm. Shakhtar are an old foe that have obviously been through a lot in the last year for you know, mm. world reasons, yes. you know, for, for very reasons bigger than than football. And they're going to have to play at neutral venues for this. So mm. I don't know what kind of they're going to be in by the time Celtic play them. So Real Madrid, yeah, right, you don't expect to take anything off Real Madrid. That will be a bonus. If we take so much as a point off Real Madrid, we will celebrate that like we will be cock-a-hoop. Oh, DVD will be out. Yeah, yeah, DVD will be exactly, out. Exactly. But they're, the other two... I'm not. I'm not scared. scared. No, I'm not scared. You're of no fear. Yeah, no, I'm not fear. It will be tricky. Of mm. course, it will be. But you know, I, I'm just. I'm curious to see what this Celtic team has got about it in Europe because we can absolutely annihilate Dundee United. We can hump Rangers three 0 at home last season. We will see what happens uh, in the coming game. We can beat these teams a lot. We can take carry the same principles into games against you know, better opposition. Mm. And we'll see. We'll see if it works. I mean, we know how Andrew's going to approach it. Uh, I don't know if he's. I don't. I, part of me wonders if he's just playing along with us. Oh, we don't change our style. We're just going to go. We're just going to go full pelt at them. I don't think he is. Yeah, I think that's he is going to approach it the way he approaches the majority of these games. But you've got Real Madrid. So let's list off Real Madrid. They were La Liga champions, weren't they? Yes. They won the Spanish Cup. They won the Champions League. Uh, Benzema <laughs> was the top goal scorer and the best player in the tournament last year. Oh, we're going to win the Ballon d'Or. I would imagine. When's that coming Probably around? Going to win- <laughs> He's probably going to win the Ballon d'Or. So says Stephen. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, they're 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 serious. I mean, that is a serious serious game. How do you think Andrew's going to approach it? Because 
it's not out with the realms of possibility that we end up with another like Brendan Rogers PSG, but it's also not out with the realms of possibility that we end up with another Brendan Rogers Man City. Yeah, uh, I think he's going to approach it like he does every game mm. because if he thought, I hope so. Yeah, because if I want to see how Celtic do play in this way and see if we can do that and what we need to do better to get to levels of these teams because what do we do different? Are we going to we'll press less? We look so good when we press yeah, and I know it's going to be hard playing out because Real Madrid will be able to press us and they're very good so we'll need to see but that means everybody has to be on their game we can't have people hiding we can't have people not showing for the ball I'm just looking forward to it and I'm just so glad the first game against Real Madrid is one the first game one of the first couple of games because it'll be full Real Madrid they will yeah. bring their full team it'll be full send at Celtic Park send. the noise will be incredible and look, Celtic might not have a chance against Real Madrid, but go out and do your thing and see mm-hmm. what we do. Real Madrid, despite being the best team in Europe in the last ever, yeah. <laughs> ever. the last 70 years, probably. Yeah. <laughs> and very recently as well, they've won it so many times. But I mean, Ancelotti, another a name that we forgot to mention. I know the guy's yeah. coming here, he's been there, done it everywhere. Former Everton manager, man. Yeah. Uh, Remember him smoking in the dugout <laughs> when he brought AC Milan to Celtic? Oh, no, I thought. Picturing him with a cigar out after the, oh, the, no, the, the Champions League. So I had a look back because obviously he brought his AC Milan team to Celtic twice in a year, wasn't it? But the first time it was the knockouts against Gordon Strachan and yeah. he knocked us out and he went on to win it. That famous game with Kikai, he went on to win it. So we were knocked out over 180 minutes by Ancelotti and I was having a wee look and remind myself of that game and all that sort of stuff. And I was looking through the Getty images and sure enough, he's in the dugout with a snout. <laughs> and I'm like, bring back, bring back smoking managers yeah. and players. Yeah, I've, I've read his book <laughs> as well. It's brilliant. But see where Real Madrid... May not happen with Celtic, but they do have one group stage game. Remember, they get beat by Sheriff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That. They do have one game in them. And if Celtic have got any chance, it's this first game at Celtic Park. Are you fix. happy they're first up? Yeah, um, because look, it could be Real Madrid, we don't get in for that. Then we've got two away games. That's tough. But then after that, you've got the... I think what we're going to need to do is target the games in between Real Madrid. We've got them first and, fi- uh, first and last, obviously. Mm-hmm. So we need to target the games in there and try and get anything out of them because I think the three teams apart from Real Madrid will all take points off each other. And with Shakhtar, having to, I think they're selling a player again today to Everton. It's a chance for Celtic. Look, it might, we might not end up that. We might find these teams are just better than us. But if we go and go at them, we can come out of these games with no regrets. I, I think. think I'd be happy, Stephen. I mean, I don't think qualifying is out with the realms of possibility. No, but no. I would be happy with a third place. And right. I think it was probably us and Shakhtar. Shakhtar had Real Madrid in the group last season. They finished last. I think that they was it third maybe that Leipzig finished. They had Man City and PSG in their group. So they, they, these teams have performed okay in Europe previously, with the exception of Shakhtar. So I think it'd be us maybe battling out for a third place. But I don't think second place is inconceivable. And if I said like us v Rangers is like. Mike Tyson v Lennox Lewis us v Real Madrid we're Rocky Balboa against Dolph Lundgren here whatever his character was what was the name? Drago Ivan Drago yes, yes. Yeah. that's how I feel like those those games are to use boxing analogies as a man that doesn't use boxing and yes. one's, one's actually a film analogy because <laughs> yeah. it's not real boxing one's from the 80s and the Lennox Lewis and Mike Tyson are from the 90s as well anymore, anymore Prince Nazim ask me to name <laughs> ask me to name five boxers on you go that are boxing today name five boxers that are boxing today Anthony Joshua Tyson Fury's retired yep. so that's right. it I don't know anymore <laughs> Usyk yep. yeah there we go two end of that a, experiment a valiant effort thank I think you if Celtic can replicate that effort into the Champions League draw, I think we can all be happy with it uh, yeah, we, Jake we, Paul <laughs> Logan Paul KSI Ebenezer Paul up, all yeah. the Paul brothers <laughs> uh, yeah what you said there is right if we aim for second 
Which should be the target. Mm. If you accept that Real Madrid are going to win the, the group, then second should be the aim, as unrealistic as it might be. I don't know. Yeah. But third wouldn't be a huge disappointment. It would not. It wouldn't be even close to a disappointment uh, qualifying into the Europa League from third. So I think I'd I'd be absolutely fine with that. What I'll, I'll be interested to see when we play against these teams is what Celtic are like when they don't have so much control of the midfield. Yeah. Because people talk about playing European teams and the potential of being bullied by them. Right. I, I'm not concerned about that at all because people say that about how we need a big physical defensive midfielder to take care of that. That's not what I see when I when we play against these teams. What I see is midfields, yeah, midfields who are comfortable, who are unflustered mm. with being pressed, who are very, very controlled. I've, kind of what I said about Aaron Moy to, to a different degree earlier on. He looks very controlled in midfield. I feel like all of these teams exert that over the likes of Celtic, and I'll be interested to see how Celtic cope with that because it's all very well saying right, we need to win the ball back after three seconds, which they're, they're able to do against the United. But what if you can't? What mm. if it takes you? 10, 30 seconds. What if, you, if you're just hearing around the, the other team, Real Madrid will be capable of keeping the ball off Celtic for minutes at a time, yeah. probably. What happens then? So I'll be, I'm interested to see it. Um, I have a lot of faith that Celtic can find a way around that. I don't I don't suggest for a single second they're going to beat Real Madrid, but I'll be interested to see how they cope with that. As Stephen says, Melly, aim for the moon and you might land amongst the stars and we can live, love, laugh our way into <laughs> the last 16. Uh, that is all from us here but if you like this and you would like more up and coming on Patreon we have got so much coming up we have got scout reports for Haxanabovich <laughs> no almost ha okay we've got uh, scout reports for Rangers we've got scout report podcasts all podcasts for Real Madrid um, we have at the match for Rangers and Real Madrid there's just so much coverage have I missed anything Melly? we've got Ross County this week we'll we've be got doing Ross the big match build up for that as live well. build up for Ross County so you don't need to breakfast watch Chris Boyd we've got Breakfast of Champions which is basically a, another podcast we do for patrons to catch the midweek Celtic News there is no reason to get Celtic News from anywhere else patreon.com slash 20 minute Tims thank you so so much for watching and listening. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great, too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com.